0: there lovely listeners. Now in this episode we're going to be sharing how to start achieving financial freedom. I'm going to cover what does financial freedom really mean. I mean is it all yachts, beaches and lit, or is it living off grid or is it neither? Now, I'm also going to teach you what they didn't teach you in school, which is one of the big three failings of our education system, along with nutrition and mindset. I'm going to share with you the greatest lesson from the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I'm going to share the number one mistake that people make when manifesting money into their lives so that you don't. Oh, and it would all be a little bit pointless, wouldn't it, if we don't cover three steps for how to start building financial abundance in your life, starting today. Now, it's quite apt that today's episode is, I have Luca here with me. He's wrestling an octopus on the jungle gym, quite happy. So if you hear the occasional rattle, that's what it is. It's because of the kids that we are building more financial freedom in our lives. And it's because we used to come home late. We hardly ever used to see them. Every time there was a holiday or a sickness, it was childcare mayhem. And we actually want to see our kids. So first up, what even is financial freedom? Now, some of you may be living now or have lived in the past paycheck to paycheck. Your life is not really your own. You feel that you have very little freedom or time or choice because if you are not turning up every day for your job or your one-to-one service, then you don't have any money. Now, I like to think of money as like a scale. You start by becoming financially independent. This is where you're able to support yourself. Then you reach a comfortable level stage which is where you have some savings for a rainy day and you can afford luxuries like holidays. Now, usually here is where we go wrong. We buy every subscription going. We buy fancier cars, fancier phones. We spend our lives in this zone because let's be honest, you have enough. And when you've got credit cards and loans, you still have enough. But you get caught here and you never achieve financial freedom. So the next level, the scale that we're aspiring to and working towards is financial freedom. Moving on to abundance. This is having enough money either flowing to you to meet your expenses without being dictated by a paycheck or having enough assets that meet your expenses already. You see, as a goal, it can be fluid. Maybe this time in 10 years time, you can be meeting your income using a semi-passive income channel like a YouTube or a blog or a membership. But then in the future, you might wanna upgrade your life a little bit more so you'll create more assets, digital courses, write a book, build an investment or property portfolio, take on some paid work one-to-one to supplement building those things. The biggest question that I get asked is, how much money do you need for financial freedom? And I Googled this a lot. The truth is, there really is no magic number. You know, think about it. A life with private jets and a helicopter and houses in Florida, New York, Paris, London is going to require more money than one with a beach close by, rolling countryside, opportunity to go cycling, surfing or swimming in the lakes of the Haute whenever you want. It starts by working out the life you want. And I want you to bear this in mind all the way through this episode and subsequent ones. How much is it going to cost you? In a nutshell, you can achieve financial freedom more quickly if you reduce your expenses. Now, if you see episode 27, you've got Flea and Dan for some inspiration there. Or you could use the calculator that says work out your expenses now and multiply that by 25. Roughly, this is a guide because inflation happens and this assumes your money and flow and assets Will also grow by the same amount. Here's a unique perspective for you to think deeply on. I always like to think of life as in seasons. You know, the biggest blocker that many of us have to taking risks beyond a traditional career path is money. Yet, if you flip it on its head, we have 21 years in education, for example, and then we spend 21 to 70 years working in a job, exchanging time for money with minimal time and in my case, much of this chained to a desk. Then at age 71 and above, your health deteriorates, we haven't got the energy, the get up and go, the confidence, oh, and inflation means that it's very expensive to live by then, your pension didn't really work out like you hoped. What if we abandon that idea of a deferred retirement? We instead work all of our lives in some way that is purposeful to us, it provides us meaning, keeps our brains going, it gives us our life's purpose. But instead, we take mini retirements throughout life. The author Tim Ferriss in the Four Hour week work, work Week did just that. These mini retirements, when the kids are young, when we're fit and healthy, when we there'll be much more valuable life experiences. So it's up to you to define your current and future seasons of life. What they didn't teach you in school now. It's amazing, isn't it, to think for all the maths that we studied at school, the algebra, the area of a circle. I mean, we never really got a flavour of how to become financially literate. You know, for me, that penny didn't drop until reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. So defining that flow of money. So we were a class of 13 year olds. If you can imagine, we were like eager to become adults, but we thought we already were at 13. And Barclays Bank decided to do a budgeting course and coming into school. And we were there proudly holding our worksheets in the session, thinking I'm going to become an independent adult when I get home. I don't need my mum and dad anymore. We could finally learn something useful that's going to be useful in our lives. Yeah. But if I could do this, then I can do anything. Of course, what we now realise is that Barclays Bank team rocked up with some fancy budgeting lesson and all it showed us was how our income was going to be spent on bills. They showed us how to make sure we had enough money to pay bills. So 32 13-year-olds left that day with the firm belief we will one day earn money to pay bills and that's what adulthood is all about. Well, in Rich Dad Poor Dad, we learn how the wealthy use money to use that flow very differently. So instead of directing all their income to pay bills and spend in stores, they invest it first. It may be investment trusts, bonds, stock, stock, property or developing their business. But this alternative flow eventually starts to create your future income flow. That's your financial freedom. Eventually, this replaces this salaried employment and these assets are growing and providing for your needs. It's making your money work hard. Now, if you'd like to see a visual of this particular flow, you can grab it over on the website. I'll put the link in the show notes. Now, for the number one mistake that people are making when we're manifesting money into our lives, where the woo-woo meets of the law of attraction meets the physical world of reap what you sow is how I like to describe this. Have you ever wondered why some people have all the luck in the world when it comes to money? They may work as hard as you, but somehow they got gifted money or received a bonus, a huge bonus at work. And you are constantly looking at everything everyone else has and you feel, why not me? Then you are probably focusing on what you lack. We all know that gratitude pays positive vibrations out into the world. Well, I love this phrase and I think it summarizes it nicely. What you appreciate, appreciates. I'm going to repeat that. What you appreciate, appreciates. Now you can see this in everyday life. Have you ever had a situation where somebody's made a special effort to say thank you and you've wanted to help them even more? You're more willing to show up and do more. Remember, I remember these thank you notes that we used to get from our friends' kids. Oh, my heart used to light up with these little thank you notes. I became more consciously aware of not missing their birthdays, of being more thoughtful and more generous with my gift giving. If I help someone out with a house move and they show appreciation, we're more generous with our time and we'll help out again next time when they need a shelf putting up or something else. I want to address comparison right here because it's quite relevant. Now, according to Brené Brown's latest research, which I read in Atlas of the Heart, comparison is a perfectly normal human behavior. We're all doing it. It's what we do with the thought that's either empowering or not. So to suggest that we should have it and not them is like saying there's not enough and they're not good enough. And that's not positive either. But instead, deciding if the thing they have is important to our lives, our inner peace, our values, then either striving for it and using that as inspiration or simply acknowledging that they have it, I don't need it, move on. Thinking abundantly, positively, saying there's enough to go around will attract more into your life. Oh, and here's the important session that I talked about, where we're actually going to look at how do you build financial freedom? Well, the first one was an absolute game changer for us. It's the rule that people like Warren Buffett live by. But what if you're just a regular person? It still makes a massive difference. We did it and it worked incredibly well. And that is pay yourself first. Now, here's one of the biggest things that we did that had a massive impact on our financial position. Do you ever look at your bank account when your money's gone in, your salary's gone in, and you think, wow, where did all that go? There's never anything left at the end of the month to save. Well, this is where we're going wrong. We're never seeing that many. We're never valuing that many because it's disappeared. And we're never then grateful for it. We never realize how much we have, and you do. If you are listening to me now, then you have enough. You are listening on a phone, on a podcast machine. That means you have enough. And here's the thing. By not seeing that many, by never recognising it, by never thinking there was enough, you never do any savings, any investments. You never believe in your own financial freedom or abundance. You feel like you're just on a, on a rat race, constantly churning to bring in money so that it can just be spent on bills and in the stores. And here's the thing, we created another account. We called it our income account. In our income account, we had all of the money that we earned through our businesses or any salaried employment, any one-to-one work, that got paid into the income account. Whether it be any benefit you might receive, you can have that paid into your income account. Now, I'll dare you now not to look at that account and go, wow, well, actually, I'm paid a lot of money. I do have money coming in. I do have enough. And this is what you do, is you take out on automatic transfer immediately some money that goes into savings and investments probably both, one for everyone in the family if you can. And you can start small, it can be five or 10 pounds a month, it could be 50, it could be 100, 1000. You can start with an amount and you can increase it, but do it on automatic and do it as the first thing you do. Then you set up your standing order or whatever transfer to your billing account, the one where, you know, money just used to disappear, that dreaded account that's just full of bill after bill after bill after spend after spend. And then in that account, you're going to transfer a set amount and that will make you so conscious about the amount in there and not wanting to put any more. When we first started to do this, if we got a few weeks into the month and we got an alert saying, hey, your billing account's running low, we chastise ourselves for spending too much. I don't want to transfer any more money into that account. That account just disappears. That's like giving my money away. That's like burning my money. All of a sudden, you're aware of what you spend. And that is a key, key part of addressing your mindset around money. So now all of a sudden you can see the amount of money you're receiving and you can see this lump that goes out towards bills as well. You've got your money on automatic going into your investments and the billing account is like a drain. It's just like a drain that disappears. You're reluctant to transfer any more into it every single month. If you can squeeze down that figure, that transfer, you will. And believe you me, this has had massive implications because now we accumulate money in that income account and we go, oh, wow, we've accumulated some because we're so conscious of not transferring any more into our billing that, hey, we're going to increase the savings and investments this month. And that feels good. This Mm -hmm. is on the right track for starting to control our situation. Okay, number two, ask yourself every day before every purchase, am I sacrificing something that I need and love for something that I like or want? Am I sacrificing something that I need and love for something that I like and want? Let me explain this to you. This is the idea that the things we love might be your dream holiday. It might be your dream house on the beach. It might be doing something that requires you to save a particular amount of money for an experience or to have something that you absolutely love and have always dreamed of. Well, that's the thing you love. And then we know we need to spend money on the things we need. But quite often when we're out browsing the shops, if that's your pastime, or you're spending the weekend looking at things online, or you've got those emails coming through to you from next telling you about the latest sale, we see things that we like, that we might want, but we, what we do is we purchase a lot of those, a lot of stuff that fills our life, but doesn't really give us that sense of fulfillment, like the things that we need and that we love. So make sure you're aware where you're spending and ask yourself those questions every single time. Okay, number three is to tell yourself, I have enough. This is all about appreciating what you have, not focusing on what you lack, but focusing on how much you do have. I have enough. I have a roof over my head. I do keep things to keep the wolf from the door. I do keep, you know, within my debt limits, whatever you've got going on. You have enough. And the more you tell yourself that, the more you'll feel it, the more you'll attract money as opposed to spending it and wasting it and not feeling like you're in control of your money because financial freedom is about saying, Joe, I do have enough. I can cope with this. I could cope without that and without this subscription and that subscription and that will all help you in your future. Now, in this episode, we learned about financial freedom. We learned what does financial freedom really mean? We learned what they didn't teach you in school. We learned the greatest lesson from Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which you can get a download over on the website. Link is in the show notes and the number one mistake that people make when manifesting money into their lives. And then I've given you three steps to start building financial abundance today. I'd love for you to let me know in the comments of the blog, do you want more episodes on building financial freedom? What are your strategies for getting financial abundance and independence? What strategies have worked for you? Let's support each other in creating more time, location, and financial freedom congratulations for showing up and being one of the eight percent that actually turn their dreams into reality i appreciate you for listening and i am committed to helping you improve the quality of your life for more resources make sure you check out the show notes underneath don't forget to hit subscribe and leave me a five-star review and remember you are incredible and if you dream it you can achieve it